Chris and Will here, and you know, you guys, we have a challenge for you, and it's all about the red shirt. That's right. It's been a symbol of pride since 1991. In 2020, we're spreading the message of diversity, equality, and kindness with the red shirt challenge across the globe. On June 6th, join the world in wearing your red shirt and help us bring us all together hand in hand. Go to kindredpride.org to register. Join us June 6th with your red shirt. Show it off. Hashtag RSPD. It's the show that makes us talk. Oh my gosh, Willie, I so totally lost my mood ring. What? The problem is, I just don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> what about our life? With Kristen Will. Season 2. another great stay well episode of what about our life with chris and will hi how are you life is getting somewhat back to normal i guess and <laughs> you know what you some people are very afraid of that yeah. as, as i kind of figured they would be mm -hmm. uh you know change is not an easy thing mm -mm. to deal with no matter what and today, I think I kind of pointed that out when somebody posted something on Facebook. Now, generally, I don't participate in the different conversations that are asking, in a sense, for people to respond. I don't really participate in that. But I felt the need to do that. And I basically outright just kind of sat there and said, you know, there comes a time when everybody is going to have to accept the new way of things the new change of things. And that is very much true. Mm -hmm. We're getting to that point to where things have to start going back to a normal. We have to be able to go back to work. We have to be able to get the economy rolling. We have to be able to live again. Mm -hmm. And eventually, in theory, another person in conversation today had said that, um, that they believe that this is going to continue until we all stop talking about it. <laughs> And the truth of it is, that is true. I believe that we will continue to be talking about this pandemic, wearing masks in public and all this other stuff. We're going to continue to do that until we forget about it or until we stop talking about it. And then at that point, businesses, in a sense, are going to change their ethics mm -hmm. because that's the way it always has been. If you go back... Um, we're here in the States, if you look back at 9-11, when security was such a madhouse, yeah. now, we didn't go down on the security. We still took necessary precautions, but the level of fear kind of subsided, if that's the word. It kind of went away, and we started to get used to it. We started to go on with our life, and we started to adapt, basically. Yeah, but if you even recall, on the very day it had happened, and in the afternoon, we were the only ones that went grocery oh, we shopping. Did. We did. And you know, let's let's put that disclaimer out. You know what? Let's face it. 
Are these matters important? Absolutely. Do we take them seriously? Yes. Absolutely. If we're told not to go nowhere, in theory, that's what we're doing. Uh, during this pandemic specifically, we were allowed to go walk outside, go to parks, go grocery shopping, put gas in the car. Yeah. And that's exactly what Chris and Will did. Uh -huh. Did Chris and Will go roam the streets and gather in parties and stuff like no. that? Absolutely not. So we do take it seriously. But one of the one things that Chris and Will does to get through this is find a balance in their life. Yeah, because being part of that balance is your body needs to have activity. You it know, does. it just can't be completely still. I mean, yeah, you can have stillness, you know, during meditation and things like that. But that's a speci that's a specific certain moments of your day. And then you go on and Absolutely. you do something. And, you know, and we, we have um, doctors and medical people that are friends and in, in our family that advise us of quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Our own doctors, because Willie and I have our own health issues, they told us how our, our health is and what we needed to look out for. And and we did. We followed that. We took the necessary precautions and we were aware. But mm -hmm. we also didn't panic. Yeah. We also didn't stress. We also we took in what we needed to take in seriously and we went about our life the best the way that we could. And that's why I think that in our way, we managed to be able to maintain these two episodes a week. Because mm -hmm. again, it came into another conversation we've had during this pandemic, unfortunately, talking about that people actually believe that this is just an hour long <laughs> show for us. And for ordinary uh. podcasts, it might be for them that they get on, they, they, they do an hour or two hours worth of it. Yep. This is a production for us. Yes. We are hired to do a production. We get paid. This is our job. We get paid to do this. We love what we do. There's a lot of elements that are involved in our production. And that includes research. Our assistants work with us. We have a team that works with us. Mm -hmm. That includes the interview. That includes learning about the person we're interviewing. Well, not only that, but people that have you know, some of the people that have been a part of our life and then there's more to them that we didn't know that they absolutely. have done. So then, then we research ourselves to get a better feel, a better absolutely, bond so absolutely. that when we go into so the interview, then we work with our team. Exactly. And we have several meetings and we put together Chris and Will's own research and even the bullet points for our commentary that we're doing now. Some of our some of our staff they go oh you guys really should talk about this yep. this is something interesting something that we may not think about at that time so they'll bullet point it and this kind of gives you a preview of Chris and Will's podcast right we do three meetings before mm -hmm. we actually do an interview and when we do the interviews we're normally in a studio right now we're at home until we get back into the studio when this pandemic is over and before the interviews. We, the, we know what's going on. We know when it's going on. And all of our team puts together all of their ideas that they think we should accomplish during this episode, yep. whether it's with our special guests or it's just with Chris and Will. We go into the first meeting. We put it all down to the table, yay and nay, certain things. Then everybody goes back to their thing. Mm -hmm. We come back for a second meeting, whether it's the same day or a couple days later. We take some new material or the changed material or the material that we said that we were going to take. We look at that. We make sure that's what we want to do. Then everybody goes away. Then we come and do our third and final meeting. That third and final meeting is basically the meeting that gets the cut. So everything that we kind of say that we're going to talk about 
becomes the show. Now, does that mean we don't change it during the show? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. But that's pretty much how it is. Our commentary is real. It's bullet points. Basically, what it means is they'll provide us or we'll provide ourselves with one word. Uh-huh. Just one word. Yep. And our minds, when we look at it, will automatically start going in. Yep. So that's how we prepare for it. And people think that that's... Oh, and it's, it's one or two uh, hours. It's not. And it's Several not just. Hours it's not just plus bre- editing. You got to remember exactly. we got hours of editing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's a process. It's a production. We treat it like that. And we've got rewarded with that. But in any sense, the one thing about our show that we love is the fact that we give you real. We give mm-hmm. you honesty. It's not just random stuff. Absolutely. So at the end of the day. You know, that's how we carry our life. And we got interviewed recently. And the one thing that we we said was what you see and hear on our show is Chris and Will every day. And it's it's nothing us on this show is no different than how we live our daily life. Yes. The only difference of it is, like I said, the processing with the meetings for the production layout. Uh-huh. But our life is pretty much we go with the flow. And yep. that's how we've handled this pandemic. So it's been good for us. Now, everybody does things differently, and we are definitely not saying that our way is the way. But it's what works for us. It's what works for us, absolutely. Well, this week, we are talking about all about the LGBTQ community because it is coming upon Pride Month. Yes. Very excited about that. Absolutely. And what makes this particular episode special is because this week... On the 29th, to be exact, uh-huh. is Chris and Will's 21st anniversary. That's right. That's right. We've been together for 21 years yep. this week. Well, you know what's interesting? You were talking about that. The episode that comes out Thursday will be one day before our anniversary. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's exciting. So it's a good conversation with us. And, you know, part of that is a wonderful special guest, and she has a organization called Freed Hearts, and she's a wonderful activist, and we're going to talk with her a little bit later on. But let's talk a little bit about her organization. Mm-hmm. You know, her organization is a nonprofit organization. It's a mes- message of love, inclusion, belonging, and hope for mm-hmm. Everyone in general, specifically the LGBTQ community, and they talk about basically self-identification, acceptance, coming out is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The differences of relations with faith in the church and the LGBTQ community combined. So it gives an understanding for families and for individuals who need that assistance, who are struggling with that, because religion We've talked about this before in other episodes. Religion is a wonderful, wonderful experience to have in your life, but it's very hard to conceive when it's presented to you the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there are so many wrong ways, just as many as there are the right ways. But the problem with the church, in my opinion, is that you it's kind of like finding the right doctor you have to find the right church that's going to preach the right message the right way Mm -hmm. just like you're going to find the right doctor that's going to diagnose you properly to find out what's really wrong with you so one of the greatest things about that organization is they touch upon that and you know it, it it's so important 
Because life in general, everybody needs to know that they have faith. Yes. And they have some sort of faith in them and within them and around them. I believe that there is something that is your protector and your angel, as they call it, that guides you through everything through life, through the wrong, the right, and in between. And basically, they're not there to freak you out, scare you, or harm you. They're there to be your Jiminy Cricket. Oh, yeah, wow. That's a good way to put it. Wow. So I think understanding what that means is important. Yeah. And especially when you're different, whether you're culturally different or you're in the community that we are and you come from a, a different background. You know, I came from a religious background, but I also, my parents, my family, once they started to understand really what the church is and what faith really is, they started to figure out faith can be this and acceptance and acceptance and change all at the same time. So that's important. Mm -hmm. That's very, very, very important. And acceptance is a big thing. It is. And I think that's also important with the changes that are going on right now. You know, I mean, there's a lot going on, even though, you know, the past, what, two months or so, people have been at home and stuff like that. It's just, most may say it's a start over, but I also look at it as either A, an opportunity to change your life or to do better decisions, or B, accept who you who you think you are, or even better, you've always been there from the very beginning. So it's tuning Absolutely. in to, to um, I don't want to say learning, but more so it's a combination of acceptance and like you had said, love yourself and the world will love you in return. And you know, the thing of acceptance is one of the things in the interview that we got interviewed for ourselves was, you know, tell us how you guys fell in love with each other. And it's like, mm. Well, that really, <laughs> it really didn't kind of happen that way. It was almost kind of like forced love in a sense. But the thing of it was, is Willie and I couldn't accept each other and we couldn't accept who we were yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. So we didn't identify us as a couple. We identified us as friends mm -hmm. and of course, friends with benefits. And then it went from there to there. So finally we figured out, oh, okay, we are a couple. And well, I think it bit, took yeah. it that because let me tell you, we were afraid of everything and anything around us oh, because yeah. the world at that time, 21 years ago, it wasn't as open as uh -huh. it is now. Yeah. And, you know, and it's still the same thing about the marriage issue. We've been engaged for quite a few years now. We haven't said I do yet. And I think it's not the, it, it's almost acceptance at that because you don't want the document to fear you. Because if you do, it'll destroy you. Well, not only that, but I think it's like a, it's a head game because it's like, okay, you have this document. Now the whole the whole um, scheme or the, the 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 whole basics of your relationship could possibly change because you, that saying that goes around, oh, once you get married, everything changes. Absolutely. And it's like, well, no. I mean, we've gone through more stuff in almost 21 years than probably a lot of married people have gone through in a lifetime. And that's a short span of time if you look at it from a very yes, different and absolutely. perspective we've had many many people including 
a recent conversation I had with a uh, previous guest, a celebrity guest, and she goes, dude, you guys have already been married. You've done yeah. past what married couples have exactly. at the moment. And so it's actually quite funny. But, you know, the thing of it is, is acceptance is not necessarily a negative neither. And it sometimes doesn't have to be a positive. It just it's an in between. And sometimes I say you don't necessarily have to agree who we are and what we do in our life. You just kind of need to accept it because at the end of the day, Agree, we are going to disagree. That's the freedom that we all have. We are going to agree to disagree. That's the way the balance is. Now, when you accept a person, you're basically, you're kind of in between. And until you get used to how they are and who they are, and you start to become more of a bond with them. That's how life generally is. And two, at the same time, for people who have differences about the LGBTQ community. I get it. I understand. Mm -hmm. Different in your eyes can be very frightful, very scary. It can be uh, all kinds of emotions and anger and, and just uncomfort. It can be a lot of things. But at the end of the day, just remember that I can look at you and feel the same way that you can look at me and yes. feel. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like how you feel around me, just, just think on how I don't, how I feel with being around you. Mm -hmm. So if we want to accept one another, then we have to be in the, the, we have to be in the position with one another. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the true way of being accepted. And, you know, Kristen will struggle with that a lot. We've had a lot of differences with family and so many different things. And I don't want to give it away because we talk about that um, in the documentary yes. and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure we're going to bring it up today in the interview, but at the same time, you know, acceptance is a big thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, a, an interesting thing, time magazine did a, article back in 2019, June 25th to be exact. And this will be on our website and you can click on it. And it basically talks about how, you know, young Americans specifically, how they're still uncomfortable with being around people in the LGBTQ community. And it's like, they're like, 40, it, it read like 45% wow. of people are still so uncomfortable around it and and I just don't get that. You no, know, it's interesting you say that because I remember as a teenager um there was something going around that like 40% of the population was still in the closet or hadn't said anything about their sexuality. Yes. You know, and how many years later and there's still this thing that doesn't have a place in society and you know and it's choice you yeah. choose what you want in your life you choose what you don't want in your life and ladies and gentlemen let's be frank with you if you don't like something nine times out of ten you're not going to go there anyway and it's kind of like with this pandemic and i hate to be blunt but it's almost the same thing when people complain oh well this place is opening too early or this place is opening too early at the same time, when people go, oh, my gosh, they're gay. Well, if you couldn't see them as an individual before they told you what they did in their yeah. private time, nine times out of ten, you're not going to have any association with them anyway. So why do you care? So it kind of goes into the pandemic. 
Why do you care if that business is opening early? Oh, well, I'm just not going to go because nine times out of 10, you weren't going to go anyway. Yeah. So at the end of the day, why sit there and make a big deal about somebody else's choices? You know, it, and you yeah. know, we all assume that responsibility and that's, that's the key. That's what gives you freedom. Nobody's taking that away from you. Yeah. They're just pointing out that they have a choice. Like you have a choice. It's interesting. You bring that up because what I gather from this is it's not even an LGBTQ thing. I mean, think about it. You have all different types of cultures, ethnicities, races, uh, sexual orientations. Really think about it. It's all pretty much the same thing. It it's is. just in different packages. It and is. when it really to the very basic basics, we're humans. That's, That's right. it. Oh, of course it's in different packages. Well, uh, you know. Yes, it's in different packages. Yes. But the, you know, you get the reference. Yes, yes. yes. But any sense. But you know, going back to that article, it was talking about why is that? And one of the key things that says education. Now I know that they're trying to teach the um, the LGBTQ way in schools. I'm 50-50 on that. I, I do I agree with that, but then I don't agree with that. But at the same time, I also say the same thing about sex ed. I also say the same thing about certain other things. That is the parent's job, you guys. You as a parent, it is your job to educate your kids the proper way. And love them. And if you can't yep. teach your kids of the way people are different and how to accept difference, mm -hmm. then you're not doing it the way it needs to be done. And it shouldn't be done in the schools. It, it can be done halfway, but you have to meet them in the middle with it. And instead of kind of saying that the schools are wrong for doing it, in some sense, I can agree. But if the schools don't do it, you're not going to do it anyway. So if you actually educated the difference between what's hateful and what's not and why people are different, we wouldn't have to do this kind of right. stuff. Right. The school is more like a supplemental and the parents are supposed to do the whole pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely. So you know, I do agree. People yeah. are not educated enough to know how to deal right. with things. and. That's a shame. And we need to do more to educate. And we need to we need to hear stories yeah. and why things are the way they are. Because you know what? Kristen Will went through some shit too, you guys. We have gone through some stuff that wow will sit there and make you make you cry mm -hmm. for Kleenex and create a box of Kleenex yep. out of it, it is so sad. And you would think oh, well, that just shouldn't happen because it came from family. You're right. It shouldn't happen. But you know what? It does. Yeah, it does. And it takes a human being. Anybody can be a human being to take and listen to it mm -hmm. and understand that, you know what? You had choices to be who you are. And so do we. Yeah. And that's the good thing about it. So when you kind of move on and you kind of go into talking about, the value of yourself and the value of gay, you know, back in the day, gay used to be, it, it's like happy. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it still is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, personally, I don't care what you guys do in your private time. That ain't my damn business. <laughs> so why do you care what Chris and Will do in their private time at home? You're not going to sit there and watch. Now, if you do, you have to have permission to do it anyway. But, you know, the thing of it is, is why do you care? Right. It's not like you're just going to say, I'm just going to plop in their living room, get some popcorn and... Watchers, yes. I mean, that's and we have friends that bring their young kids to our house all the time, 
and there's no questions asked, and their kids don't even question us. Their kids just think that we're just two amazing people that are being happy to them, right. and they're having and fun. They're having fun, and they know that they are loved, and they are supported, and I mean, like yeah. whenever they come over, we have stuff for them to do. We Absolutely. know that they are children. They don't, they don't do. They don't think about all that. And yeah. We certainly don't display it. Yeah. We respect the parents and the parents educate their kids very well. Yes, they do. And let's talk about public display. Okay. I, if you were a <laughs> straight couple, I don't want to see you guys having tongue in, in public anyway either. So in most cases, you're not going to see that from us. That's wonderful if you do. A little smirk here and there, a little however they do it. Oh, a little cheek peek. Oh, <laughs> I can call it. You know, hold hands, whatever. That's cute. That's great. But dude, if you look like you are in that person's mouth looking for their chewing gum, y'all need to go get a room and stop because you making the adults seem sick. I'm telling you, it's not pleasant. Well, so it's like, don't put on a show in public. If you're going to do it, it's a yeah. it's a, an organic thing. Yeah, you be know? respectful. Exactly. Thank and, you. You yes. know, and that's the way the value is. And for Pride Month for this year, even during the pandemic, you know, as we go through the red shirt challenge, which you can find online. Yes, hashtag RSPD. Yes. <laughs> and you can get free shirts. You can go in and you can showcase Pride. But the one thing about Pride that you need to understand during this pandemic is to never forget that difference is okay. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're straight, gay, bisexual, whatever the case may be, if you're or, black, white, Puerto Rican, or you're purple, one eye, or, or or character, whatever the case may be, it does not matter. Yeah. Because you know what? You walk on this earth the same way we all do. Uh-huh. And that's what's the beauty part of Mother Nature that gave us a home. So respect that. Yeah. And remember that we're in it together. And that help is always there. I don't ever want to hear a person tell me they couldn't find help. You can find us on our website at kristenwill.com and you can reach out to us. I have a staff that's there to help yes. you and we will be there for you. If not, ourselves will be there for you because that's what it's about. We need to be your friend to keep you, my friend, here forever. Yes. That's absolutely the way it goes. Well, today, our amazing guest is Susan I can't, Cottrell. Cottrell. There you go. I wanted to say something else. I, I don't think know you're, why. I think you're thinking of Blue Cottrell. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She was a singer back yes. in the 2000s. Yes, absolutely. Well, she is our special guest today, and she is the founder of of the Freed Hearts organization. And really quick, before I go into Susan, I did find an article that we're going to talk about during this interview. It was from the Oprah magazine. Ah. That was uh, in uh, October of 2019. And it talked about unconditional and conditional love. Ooh. And the one thing I do want to point out really, really, really quick is unconditional love basically means you're not expecting anything in return. Yes. Condition love is obviously the opposite of that. And the reason I, I'm not going to go through that article because I want you to read it for yourself. But, and I want to go into uh, Susan really quick. And Susan, I know you're listening to this. I'm going to give you time, honey. <laughs> but I want the reason I wanted to point that out is because it's sitting right in front of me and it's flashing in my head. 
look at this article. It was such a great article from Oprah Magazine. But the thing of it uh, was is it talks about conditional and unconditional love, and that is important in acceptance, you guys. Love is love is a gift, and you know what? It comes natural. Yes. And that's the most important thing about life. And I really want you to know that if you are expecting something out of somebody, you are not loving them properly. Thank you. So take the time and stop and love a person for who they are and all of who they are. And no questions asked. If you don't like their damn shirt, deal with it because you love them anyway, even though Willie does wear some ridiculous clothes, <laughs> even though... They, it may or may not look good. You love them because that's why you got involved with them in the first place. And for family members, you know what, guys? You're born to love a person and you're born to love your family. And if you can't love them unconditionally, shame on And another you. thing, and this is very personal to me, but this is to parents out there. Don't expect your children to mandatory love you. Love is natural. Absolutely. So if your child unconditionally loves you and you think that they have to mandatory love you, that's conditional love. Absolutely. And that's what we are all about. And you know what? You will, you will love yourself. And if they can't love you for that, then leave them. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can find a big family. You have one here. Yes. That's the way it is. But let's go into Susan. Yay! Our special <laughs> guest. Say her last name again. Cottrell. Susan Cottrell. See, I said it. She's going to call me and she's going to say, you need to learn my name. <laughs> like, I know. I know. I'm sorry, honey. Well, anyway, she is the founder and leader of the uh, LGBT organization Freed Hearts. She's an author, a great motivational speaker. And she's also been featured on uh, 2020, uh, Nightline, Good Morning America, The Advocate, and been on several different things from NBC. Ah. She is such a dear woman, a dear friend to us. Yes. We love her family. We love her. Uh -huh. And we are so happy to have her on our show. Yay! So sit back, relax, because Susan Cottrell yes! is coming up. We are honored to welcome LGBTQ's finest activist, Susan Cottrell. Is this the real Prince Charming? Yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So well, This is the real mom, so... Wow! Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you two are so cute. Uh, oh. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. We are moving along here and, and holed up in our apartment, and it's going really well. Very nice. Yeah. Now, where exactly are you, by the way? We're in Seattle. Oh, nice! Ah, okay. Yeah. We we have a yeah. couple of friends that are um, not far from Seattle. Yeah, that's right. We don't okay. visit them often, cool. but we uh, they are up in Seattle, and they've been pushing for us to go up north, so mm -hmm. you never know. Actually, I want to, because you guys, it is. It's I've heard it's really beautiful up there. You've got some nice uh, mountains and hiking areas that are really great, so 
Yeah. Like, yes. So that's yeah, that's our really thing. Nice. That's and our two thing. of our kids live here too. So that's Wonderful. what drew us up here. Oh, well, that's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being on our show. We really do appreciate it. I absolutely (laughs) adore your story. And Mm. it's so remarkable, so emotional and so touching that I told Willie, I said, look, you need to listen to this. We need to have her on this show because I believe that you inspire people and are our viewers, our listeners from all over the globe, they need to get that mom feel in their life because mm-hmm. some of them are, are without at the moment. Yeah. And so sure. that's what we're here for is to bring mom back into their life one way or another. So thank you for that. Good. Really safe mom. It. Yeah, you're yes. welcome. Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So going into that a little bit, let's, let's talk about your background. Tell us a little bit about you so we can introduce you to our, our listeners. Okay. Um, I, I did not grow up in the church, uh-huh. so that gave me a, a foundation outside of the church before I started. Um, but we, we spent 20 years in the evangelical church raising our kids there. And, uh-huh. you know, it was, it was good while it was good. It was right. good for a long time, but um, it, it started to feel more and more about rules and less and less about love. Right. And then our then our daughter came out and we saw the writing on the wall. We said, oh, my gosh, you we can't be in this church anymore this way with a a queer daughter because they don't accept it, even though they didn't know her. She was already away at college. Uh But if she's not welcome, we're not going, even if she never comes. We're not staying. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, it just it upended. 20 years of, of our church understanding, and we, we thought, okay, well, we're done with that. We are sticking with our daughter, thank you, uh-huh. um, which was all good. And, and, but we realized how many people out there did not have that, that parental support, and it just shocked us. Right. And so that's when I started Freed Hearts. We started Freed Hearts was to reach out to people who needed love. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, what's really sad about the whole situation is it's not just back into the uh, religious background that doesn't accept. It's it's almost the public and people in general mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And, you know, this will lead into a lot of the different conversation that we're going to have. But Willie here, unfortunately... Um, we say has been disowned by his parents because, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't necessarily know if it's because of the gay issue or if it's just a disliking of his relationship in a sense. But the the issue of it is, is they don't want to approach the gay issue. They want to, they want to make the claim, well, you need to tell us we'll accept, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case. They want, they want to him to be t- he want they want him to tell them so they can change him. Yeah. And right. what we got is for several years he's gone through a lot of uh, mental anguish and mm-hmm. mental issues yep. where it would lead him into the hospital. Yep. And the most recent yeah. one he had a few years ago, we I had called his parents and said, "Look, he's not coherent. You need to travel to Louisiana. Come see your son because you may not." 
you you may not be able to get the same person that you got years ago and they did and kid you not they caused so many issues to the point where they knew they didn't have control but they eventually told the doctor well if my son will not change then we cannot be here with him and left and they went back to florida so my question to you in this kind of regards when you had to kind of make that choice which in reality you're you should be choosing your your children i mean that's that's the given but what feeling was going through your head in your mind in your overall body that said you know what the right thing is my daughter but i also have this as well what feelings did you have that actually kind of pushed you to make the right choice well um the first you know in that moment when she came out to me she called me from college and we were on the phone and she came out and my thoughts were oh my gosh what's going to become of her what does this mean about her life what does it mean about her faith what does it mean about our faith um Uh, will she be bullied will she have a career all these things that you you suddenly ask because of what you've been told of, mm-hmm, and what you're, right. what you see in the community really uh-huh. um, of treatment of the, of LGBTQ people. Um, and the other thought that we'll never be the same in the church again, that was right in there at the same time, which is a real indictment of the church, frankly, mm-hmm. that uh-huh. you'd have to wonder if you'd be in it anymore, um, be welcome in it. But the thoughts were fear for what's going to become of her. And also there was an overwhelming sense of, of wanting to protect her, yeah. right. love and protect her, that she'd be okay. I, I certainly would not um, want her to face that alone. I wouldn't stand on the side of those who rejected Absolutely. ever for her. But, that's, but, but if you're afraid, I see why people may do that because of their fear, but, but it's something you have to overcome, not just go with. Absolutely. And my question is, is when she did call you and come out to you, you had talked about the church. Were your feelings at that time because of the church or was it just a personal feeling like your own morals or your own self separate from the church? I think it was, I think it was the church. I mean, I don't know how much I can really separate, but Right, right. I grew yes, up of with, course. but I grew up with gay neighbors, and my best friend in high school was a gay guy, and and so I didn't have that feeling a lot of people in church have. I didn't have uh-huh. that, uh, that fear or whatever it is that's been conditioned in the church. Right, right. Um, and it's interesting you bring that up because um, as a teenager, um, you know, I had thought about coming out to my parents. Um, and I vividly remember uh, just thinking to myself, if I come out to them, then it's going to change everything. It's going to change yeah. my relationship with them. It's going to change. Uh, it's going to change me. You know, they're not going to see me as Willie. You know, they're going to see right. me as I'm a gay person. You know, everything's going to change, and that was. I was very afraid of that, extremely afraid of that. Yes. Um, yes. And that's why 
and I knew they were pushing for me to tell them. I mean, they didn't say it, but I just felt that. And I yeah. did not trust that. And right. just so um, I'm really glad that you said what you said, that it's it was more so the church. You know, those it's yeah. based, how I view it as it's an outside of like point of view that's kind of intervening yeah. in your own um, yeah. way of life. And I just, yeah. that yeah. that speaks to and, me a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Well, and you, you were right not to come out to them. You've, you followed your instinct and it was the right instinct because you already saw what happened when you did. Uh-huh. Um, and, and also it, I just want to assure you that their lack of ability to respond in a loving way to you well, it has nothing to do with you. That I wow. hope you know that for sure. Wow. Wow. And yeah. It it's all about their fear. And it and it doesn't have to do with their love for you. It has to do with their, their fear just gets in the way. Right. And so, you know, but you you never did anything wrong in that relationship. You have nothing to regret. They, even if you did something you regret, you have nothing to regret. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and they, their a job of a parent is to love you. And if we're in a convenience store and somebody comes in with a gun, my instinct as a mother would be to stand in front of my daughter, not push her in front of me. Uh-huh. And, wow. and that's what we need to be to our children. And if we're not, then, then we have been steeped in fear. And that's where the problem is. It's wow, not that's, with the child. That's very Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, because I mean, and talking about that, like, like even if we were to go out in public, you know, I see my, I would see my mom just observing me, just like if, yeah, an example, like if I went to a, a, a hair plate, a hair salon place, you know, to get my hair cut, and I'm waiting in the lobby, and. <laughs> silly example but there the um receptionist there who you know like checks people in and you know does the appointments and stuff and if i just quickly gave a glance at that guy i could tell that right. she's looking at what i'm doing and then all in that moment i just felt like oh bleeping 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 you know just like okay <laughs> i just need to all right just do something else you know and yeah. i i always I have felt that I shouldn't have to be guarded around my own family, my own parents, yes. but it's always right. been that way and it's not a great feeling. So, right, cuz you probably knew very early. And so you've had you knew your you had an idea about your sexuality very early and right. you also knew your parents were homophobic very early. Right. That this is a heteronormative world and so yeah, that gets into your your fear system very early mm-hmm. and, you know, and that you have come through the way you have is a beautiful thing absolutely wow, wow. just you saying that <laughs> wow thank you and it's, yeah. ta- it's yeah, taken for a very long time i mean we've gone we for 20 you know obviously we've been together for almost 21 years come may and you know thank Thank you you. and it's been an up and down constant battle with him until the last recent years that we completely shut him off and it was we we kept giving them the opportunity and the the ability to be a part of his life you know our life and 
we even proposed that that said, you know what, you, you don't have to like what he does or who he's with. You just have to accept that that's his life. And if you can right. do that, then we can find a way to balance. And it was a constant all about them and mm -hmm. all about what is happening to it right. was never about us or him. It was about them mm -hmm. until we finally yeah. came to the notion that, you know, trusting people in general is a hard, difficult thing. Mm -hmm. But what's mm -hmm. even harder is learning how to trust the ones that you're naturally supposed to trust and that's family yep and if you can't yeah. trust the ones you're supposed to trust or naturally trust then you almost feel lost yeah definitely i mean yeah. because um great example you know i would call my parents to talk to them and it's always about them the like one conversation right. i vividly remember is that less than a minute and a half was about me and the other hour and a half to almost two hours was about them and my sister and that was yeah. a really big thing for Absolutely. me that i could not stand but you know we yeah. uh like i said the last few years we cut them off we changed all our phone numbers so they don't have no way of getting in yep. touch with him mm -hmm. and that's great and you know and it is great it's wonderful he's improved he's gotten better life is in general has gone in so many different directions for us and it's been it's been a blessing it's a sad blessing but it's a blessing that's a good one at the same time and the one thing that uh, when we interviewed fran Tresher, yes she she yeah. flat out she told she told willie she goes you know what you gave your parents plenty of opportunities and they failed those opportunities right. yes so it's time for that's you to right. move past that that's their failure that they have to deal with so that's it, right absolutely but let me ask and, you and the, go ahead uh, well the conservative church the non-affirming conservative church teaches people it trains people to be selfish right and that's that's what they're steeped in that it's all about them and they should hold people to standards you know that will make them happy and it's it's not about all the self-sacrifice that Jesus talked about. So, absolutely, yeah, that's too wow. bad. And, you know, and I think, you know, because I come from a religious back background, my parents were, my family in general were very religious, but not religious to the point of doing what they did to him. The thing of right. what the way their church taught it and the way they taught their kids is love is love no matter what. And that's, that's right. what God taught his people is to love one another no matter what and that's that's what they preach and that's what they practice and i just don't seem to understand i guess how some of the other churches find ways to uh, nitpick certain things that they consider to be wrong but don't hardcore nitpick the things that actually really are wrong does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah. I know it's a broken system, and I think that's what what we're facing right now in our culture is is people really saying, "I'm not doing this church thing anymore. It's not okay." Yes, absolutely. And recognizing the toxin that it is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. so, absolutely. But you're right. You don't you don't need to be around people who are toxic to you. You can just opt out <laughs> if they're absolutely. not going to respect you and love you well. And one of the things you have to grieve is you think you're grieving your parents, uh -huh. but you're really grieving what your parents could have been 
or should have been not what you really lost is not really a loss. What, what you lost is the potential oh, of what yeah. it could have been. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. And when you recognize that it, it helps you not keep wanting to go back because when you go back, you're going back to what it really is. Not that beautiful potential you hold in your mind. Oh, you know what I mean? So yes. gr- grieve that loss as you need to of what you really, what it could have been and wasn't. But oh. what it actually was is, is really not a loss. Wow. Wow. It's actually facing the truth. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So what would mm-hmm. you consider to be the real truth definition of conditioned and unconditioned love? Well, true love, real love is accepting people as they are with room for who they may become. So Uh you accept somebody exactly as they are and allowing them room to change also. So it's not locking them into who they are today, but it's accepting them as they are, period. And conditional love doesn't accept people where they are. It requires them to be different. So Mm. it's conditional. And, you know, we say, I love you unconditionally, except for this. Well, then it's conditional. That's what my parents said Conditional is the only way you don't accept them exactly as they are. Wow. Absolutely. Do you believe that um, accepting a person for who they are is harder than actually loving them for who they are? Well, I think they go together. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to when I really accept you as you are, then I then I love you that way. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's nothing not to love when when I accept you as you are. I mean, look, I'm looking at your pictures right now, oh. uh, and I just <laughs> accept you as you are. There's nothing not to love. What's not to love? Oh my! Right. Wow! Wow! So I'm not. I'm really I'm not smiling right now. I'm just glowing. Yeah. That just. <laughs> Makes me feel so happy. And we deserve that. We should be loved and accepted exactly as we are. Who Absolutely. who is someone else to tell me, well, I would love you if you were just different in this way. Well, okay, but then you don't love me, you know? Oh. Wow. Yeah. So let so okay, let's let's go back a little bit into uh the church and, and faith in a sense. For myself, <laughs> okay. who again religious background, Willie, who really has no religion background to it. How would you explain the real faith in church to someone like Willie, who wants to believe in the faith and does believe in his faith and knows that there is a God, but doesn't exactly know how to approach that in the most comfortable way for being who he is. So how would you, how would you help him in that kind of a position? So you're talking about somebody who's come from a church that was not accepting of who they are. Right. How would you explain God in that context? Yes. So God and the church are not the same. So here's what I, I do in my book, True Colors. I'll say, make a list of all the traits of your best friend. Uh-huh. And then may, or, or partner, or whatever. And then in the second column, make a list of all the things you've been told God is in your non-accepting church. Now, when you look at that list, God is going to look more like the list of your best friend. Oh, yes. Not the list yes. of the church. Yes. Yeah. And so it's to, it's to distinguish and separate God from the church. 
because the church is not God, and non-affirming churches do not reflect God, because they're not reflecting God's unconditional love. So, so to start to separate them, and when you grow up in the church, they're kind of merged, mushed together, but they're mm-hmm. separate. So you have to untangle it like a big pile of clothes on the floor. You have to figure out what's clean and what's dirty. <laughs> and you have, yes. So you have to figure out what's God and what's church. And wow. if it empowers you and feels good to you uh-huh. and wraps you up and, and makes you feel warm and loved, it's God. And if it doesn't, it's not. Wow. It's interesting you say that because even when I met Chris uh, 20 years ago, um, I, I'm very shy, you know, and uh, yeah. when he came in, I decided not to be shy around him and I trust Aww. him and like he knows every secret of my life and yeah. just, you know, when you were talking about making the two columns in the list, Everything that comes to my heart is Chris because he's my yes, best friend. I, I thought that he as is... I said it. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought just because watching your little um, trailer thing and how you interact together, I thought he's thinking of Chris right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the the interesting thing about our story, and it, it is it, it, funny because we just got done doing an interview and they had asked us questions, which is which is a new thing for us because we're used to asking the uh-huh, questions. Yep, yep. And then, you yep. know, they made it about us and it talked about our life and it talked about our story and how complex but but real our story is and when we look back at the documentary that we have that's coming out when we look back at that we're like wow i can't believe that we've made it this Uh far and how we've overcome all these different adversities of our life so when we look at each other we we don't i guess we we don't really see ourselves as the normal love we see ourselves that we're in love but we're connected uh-huh in yep. a sense mm-hmm. and so when yeah. people ask us well what's the advice in your relationship we go i don't really know because <laughs> we just we're just normal around yep. each other mm-hmm. and we just that's i guess how we adapt and it's it we stay in yeah. that so let's go into yeah. um talking about bullying which is a big issue yeah. in this community yeah and yeah. you know what would you what, what would you say to a person that feels the need to bully someone else? And then crossing that, what would you say to a person that is being bullied on how to handle the bully? Well, when somebody bullies someone else, it's the bullies. It, it's all about the bully. They're the ones who are acting out. They're the ones that are are wrong. They're the ones who are in fear by Uh intimidating others they're revealing their fear of inadequacy or whatever it is and the one being bullied is not the one who's responsible for it even if you look and act gay at school that that you didn't provoke the bullying the bullying came at you because of the fears of the bully and this could be yeah and this could be school bullies this could be parent bullies this Uh could be Christians bullies. 
You know, they're, they are reflecting themselves. They're not the one, uh, you're not the one punching somebody. They are. They're, oh. they're the ones who are revealing themselves. They're not oh. revealing you. And they can call you gay or whatever. They're revealing themselves, not you. And, and so if I were talking to a bully, it would be about the bully stepping down and looking at their own issues and understanding their fears and where they're coming from so they can lay down their, their bullying and deal with their own issues. Uh-huh. That's hard to do with bullies because they, they're, they don't want to deal with their issues. That's why they're bullying. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what, that's what the truth is. It's their issues. You and know, when I'm talking to the person being bullied, you know, I want to separate them from the bully and I want to tell them it's, this is not about you. This is about them, but you want to steer clear of them. So you don't, aren't in receipt of their bullying. You know, the guy with the gun is the one who's got the issues, but I don't want to be in the line of fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Then, yeah. Wow. But it's, it's complex and I see it in schools and I think, okay, well that came from home. When everybody at school is calling one kid, you know, gay, uh, that came from somewhere that that's we communally have accepted that. And their parents are probably saying things that, wow. you know, have given permission for that. So it's not a big mystery where these things come from. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to that person that just can't take it anymore and the only interest they have is giving up? How would you coach them to stay out of giving up? Well, to get help somewhere to find someone they can confide in and get help from. And I'll tell you, I'm consistently like deflated when I, when I hear from people who are bullied every day at school by the same kids, I think, absolutely. Okay. Is it, is there nobody to say, Hey, you know, this has already happened. We know it's going to happen again because it kept happening Mm -hmm. and somebody to stop it. I'm shocked that our systems are are set up to perpetuate bullying instead of stopping it. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It it just it gets to the point to where the system they are more afraid to handle it than they are to deal yeah. with it. And you know, back in my day, go, you know, going into school, it was like, okay, well, I got the bullying, but yep. when I got the bullying, I managed to find ways and I had a good support system that stopped it. It's like um, if yeah. if a teacher or someone sees a fight happening in school, it was an instinct and an immediate instinct to stop it, no matter what. Yeah. If it was some sort of bullying, it was an instinct to stop it. Now it's yeah. like the the fear at, of the school is just there. They're so afraid of yeah. getting in the middle. And I get it. You know, times have changed. You you just don't know anymore. And with all the I guess. different shootings and stuff like that, that I kind of get. But at the same time, if I was a teacher, I wouldn't care if I'm getting in the middle of that because my my job is to protect those kids either way. And yeah, I mean, what's the teacher there for? Exactly. I, I need to be protected more than I need to know the capital of Chile. Correct. Right. <laughs> Correct. The, the, the safety is the first thing, you know, like in a hospital, first do no harm. Don't kill the patient, okay? Right. If you help them, great, but don't kill them. 
Absolutely. And if you if you teach the kids something great, don't let them be hurt in school. And I was bullied in sixth grade. So that was that was before your day. And I, I look back and think, why didn't the teacher step in? Why what happened there? Mm-hmm. Every day I was bullied. Yep. And and yeah, so it's a strange dynamic. But to someone being bullied, to answer your question maybe a little better, is that you've got to try to find a safe place. Don't give up. You are you're giving up because you're outnumbered yes. by bullies and accomplices in bullying and, and those who just kind of let it go. But try to find someone who cares who will help you because that you need help. You cannot stand up to it by yourself. Absolutely. When, when you're the only one, not not realistically. And maybe some people can, and I hope so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, comics always say, oh, yeah, I learned to be a comedian because so I wouldn't be bullied anymore. But but try to find somebody to help you. But absolutely. don't give up. Then the bully absolutely wins. But there's more than just this time period of the bullying that, you know, I was bullied and I'm really glad. It was only one year, so but it had a lot of long lasting effect for me. I had to work through, Right. but um, I'm really glad I didn't let the bullies win. I didn't kill myself or something and, and let the bullies win because I wouldn't be here today doing all that I'm doing. And Absolutely. all that bullying has, has given me strength to speak up for the bullied, Absolutely. but please hang in there. Don't, don't give in to your defeat. Because there is another day, and and look for somebody to help you. Absolutely, and there's so many resources out there, and so many ways for a person to look for help and just ask for guidance. And we we yeah. preach that all the time in our show, mm-hmm. and we actually do have fans that will reach out to us looking for assistance and guidance and help, and that's what we encourage yeah. them to do because. You yeah. know, back in, again, our day, we didn't have as much open communication and assistance as yeah. they do now. Well, not only that, but in right. my particular situation, you know, it wasn't to where I could just go on the Internet and look up something, you know, they have like chats right. and stuff now. I mean, I'm. it was so tight at home that even if I make, because, you know, back in the day, you could see every phone number that was dialed. Right. Um, yeah. You know, from the home phones. And so if one phone number came up that my parents didn't recognize, well, why would you call this phone number? I would get questioned, you know. So yeah. there was that fear there, you know. And so it was just like trying to avoid every single little thing, like trying to be so many steps ahead of them so that they wouldn't catch on to what I'm trying to get. Well, I'm trying to get away from them, but, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so we oh. encourage that, and we we definitely tell people many, many a times is, you know, though we may not know you personally, we we do everything that we can possibly do to help you, and that we're there for you no matter what. Right. And you know, and it it works, and it helps, and we we do all this guidance, and I I just tell them that you're not alone. Don't ever feel like you're alone, mm-hmm. especially during this pandemic. That is the one thing that we have been preaching out is you're not alone in this situation and 
you know, let's find a way to entertain you. Let's get you through it mm-hmm. because it all evolves through mental illness and it goes further than that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, so absolutely. So that brings me into your organization and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let's talk about your organization. Freed Hearts. I love it. Absolutely. Yes. Love it. <laughs> so tell me how you, you got started with that and what you guys actually do. We got started because we recognized that there were a lot of people being hurt. My daughter told me about her friend whose mother pushed her down the stairs and threw dishes at her wow. when she came out. That's and nuts. I thought, holy mackerel, that is not okay. No. And we and I just started. I started with a blog post, uh, with a blog, and my first post was uh, God, some gays in the Bible. <laughs> uh-huh. It was just a, a really disarming. Uh, post about we're we are not responding well to this community and Uh I just kept unpacking and I kept writing posts and people just reached out to me parents and LGBTQ people and I just loved them well I just kept loving them and encouraging them and supporting them and it just grew into this massive organization I mean massive it's the two of us and some volunteers but this massive reach that we have now Mm -hmm. We have we have extensive resources and vibrant community for LGBTQ, especially those rejected by their families and, and uh-huh. with faith related issues and for parents and educators and therapists. So because we everybody needs to know that they have a place, that they're here on planet Earth for a reason and they have a place here and they belong here. They weren't just dropped here by accident as some kind of mistake. They're wow. they're on purpose here. Wow. And even you know, they may not know what that purpose is yet, but it keeps unfolding. And so, um, I want everybody to have a place and know they have a place. That they're I want everyone to all of your listeners to know they're worthy, they matter, they belong, and nobody can take that away from them. They'll wow. try, but nobody can take that from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very nice. Yes, yes. And I also want to say that uh, you guys step in for gay weddings as well. We do. We perform weddings, yes. Ah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's very good. And we have these things coming up. We had them on the schedule for this year. We had to Uh push them back, but they're beloved weekends where we meet together in person, in intimate, powerful weekends together. And we, uh, we really dismantle the fear and, and people's own internalized homophobia and queerphobia. We help them, like, move past that uh-huh. and resolve that so they can emerge as who they, they truly are. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be putting those back on the schedule when we're allowed to, to uh-huh. get out. And, but in the meantime, we have beloved talking circles and that's virtual on zoom where we have a chance for people to be able to talk and just talk and not Uh be interrupted and not be judged and not be analyzed. Um, So those are really powerful too. So you can find all that at belovedweekends.com and, um, and freedhearts.org has, has all our resources and everything else. 
Absolutely. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you guys are going to have to uh, make some time later in the year because Willie and I are finally tying the Yay! knot. In, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to we are having an extensive uh, Disney wedding, uh -huh. of course. Yes. And um, so you guys will have to come down to Florida to enjoy it with us. Yeah. We'd love to do that. Yes. If you need us to marry you, we'd be happy to do that. <gasps> oh, you well, may already have that plan, but. We kind of do, but, but, uh, but you know, things could change. Okay. Yes, yes. Other, we've, got, <laughs> okay. we've got so many different things going on, so uh -huh. hey, no worries. We're definitely going to keep that in mind. So absolutely. But that's awesome. We'd love to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we everybody keeps telling us it's uh, due time, as they, as they say it. You guys should have done that a long time ago. We're like... <laughs> Maybe, but you know, because it's been legal for a little bit, and they're like, "You still haven't done it yet." And it's like, "No, not really." Um, but yeah. uh, we're finally I say that to straight people too. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, I, know, <laughs> I know. Everybody has been so eager to do it, and we're we finally yeah. figured this is the year to do it, and and no pandemic is gonna is gonna stop it mm -hmm. one way or another. We're doing it, and and yeah. we're happy about that. So we're very thankful for that. Well, Susan, well, thank you. Well, that's very exciting. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. It really <laughs> is. It really is. And, you know, we are excited that we know you. Yes. And that you are a part <laughs> of our thank life. Thank you. You and too. Yes. And you guys are incredible. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do is amazing. Uh, just being yourself and being who you are is what keeps this world moving. And that we are grateful and appreciative of. Of course. So always know thank that. Thank you. You're very welcome. If you need us for anything, just email us oh i will oh yeah i will well, Susan, <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for being on our show and taking the time to talk You're to welcome. us and our listeners and we are definitely going to be in touch with you and keep in touch and be a part of your organization and be a part of your life as much as we equally can yes that's great that's wonderful well, it's a joy to talk to you really absolutely so, well thank for, you thanks for doing what you do such a pleasure to have susan on our show yes what a fabulous woman that she is and she's such a great mother to many mm -hmm. too many and she does some amazing services and we are so happy to call her a friend and uh -huh. be part of her family absolutely go check out all of her stuff on her freed hearts organization that's freedhearts.org and check out all the great stuff that she has to offer and the services if you need assistance if you need advice it's there for you you can also get that link on our website kristenwill.com that's right we have articles of today's show on there plus a little bit more about susan on our website so go check it out you can also follow us on instagram at chris.ann.will that's right with all the great upcoming stuff going on we are so excited about it but we want to thank susan for coming on the show we want to thank you guys for joining us week after week we're so excited yes. about that <laughs> and we want you to join us for another stay well episode next monday right here on what about our life with chris and will and then our traditional episodes on thursdays mm -hmm. absolutely be sure to love yourself and the world will love you in return we love you guys as always but for now we have to go thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you back here next week bye bye